재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We like to get this program rolling on Mondays by asking what's on Koreans' minds. What are they thinking about? What's the mindset? And we do that by listening very carefully to what Koreans are saying to each other on social media or in mainstream media. It's called Culture Pulse, and we've got Gwen Lee in the studio to guide us. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Kurt. You kind of liked that Jeju-do song. I could Me see too. you kind of, <laughs> kind of grooving on yeah. it a little while. It's a shame sometimes to play just the little clip. Uh, we, we should play the whole song sometimes. Um, anyway, let's get into topic number one today. More people are eating instant foods. Yes, it's called Evolution of Instant Food. The first feature, I think it's going to be more especially interesting for single households. Mm. I heard you're also a single household, Kurt? I am a single household. <laughs> okay. Yeah, more or less. Yep. Um, I think for single households, you know, eating a meal is always the biggest and bothersome mm-hmm. issue, right? So, want um, those quick, just add water or just nuke microwave for exactly. a minute type of foods, right? Yes. So, also, Kim, 32, he was also in single household. He went to the mart after the grocery and he was amazed by all these new kinds of new instant food there. And you know how the usual dried rectangle cube that you have to pour water in it? Mm-hmm. It wasn't those kind of food, but it was already in form of liquid soup with those chunky like meat ingredients, okay. all that stuff. So he was impressed and he bought tenjang jjigae and was very satisfied with the package. Okay. So like this, the instant food so-called sambun yori in Korean is evolving to the point where you can just say, this is homemade. Sambun yori, uh, yeah. so three-minute cuisine. Yes, three-minute cuisine. And it's get, your point is that uh, it's no longer just powders anymore. It's no longer, you know, uh, just add water and it's sort of some vague... It's similar thing. It's actually a you know a reduced or dehydrated form of the act of the of the well-made food. Yes, and exactly. um, the quality is going up. Is what mm-hmm. you're saying? The quality is going up, and you just have to pour it in the pot, and it actually looks like a full-made tonjangjig or kimchi jjigae right over there. Okay. So the companies are presenting more developed products, and interest in these home meal replacement is rising. And products ranges from simple microwavable products, just like dumplings or pizza, to homemade meals like rice, side dishes, soups, and even desserts like tteok or cake. So you can actually enjoy a very full course meal with these instant food. In three minutes. Yes, it's just in three minutes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So this, obviously, this is... Um very relevant to the idea of single person households, people that are, you mm-hmm. know, they just, it's not really worth it, they feel, to, to do a big, uh, full cooked meal because nobody else is there to share it with. So they just want quick, practical food. So this market segment is exploding, I take it. It's exploding at a very high speed. And this, they say that the size of the processed food market in 2008 was nine. 9,274 billion, mm. and it rose to 1.74 trillion in 2014, which is similar to the size of the ramen market. Yeah, starting to, I mean, we think of ramen as the ultimate practical, quick yori kind mm-hmm. of food. Yes. Just literally add hot water and uh, crack an egg in there, throw some kimchi in there. You kind of have a meal, although you don't want to get in the habit of eating ramen all the time. Exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, what do you think? Are you an instant food kind of person? 
I'm usually more of like a just go out to a restaurant, a yeah. cheap restaurant. Cheap restaurant. Yeah. Like a pick pond kind of place. Yeah, or, or like um, Kim... Kimbap. Kimbap. Yeah. yeah. I tend to do, yeah, I'll just do like a couple of eggs in the pan along with uh, some kimchi and Mm -hmm. maybe a a sausage or something. And there you go. Okay, let's get to topic number two. Unless you've been living in a uh, cave, then um, you know about this phenomenon, Pokemon Go. Yeah, there uh, people are going crazy about it's this. It's going, yeah, I was there. Uh, you, you, you can't play it in most of Korea mm-hmm. because of uh, map, map data. It relies on real-time map data that Korea hasn't made available to, yes. um, you know, different uh, companies. Um you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> we usually have social media elements it, yeah, where people junction. react. Uh-huh. Let's go back to instant foods. We got a few comments that people have shared online. I skipped right over them, but we're going to backtrack. Let's hear what people are saying about instant foods. If you're single, it's okay to sustain yourself with these instant food. But if you are working parents and even have kids, I'm not sure if it would be okay to give such food as a daily meal. Especially for children growing up. These kinds of food seem to get popular, with the rise in working couples and single households. And especially during hard times. It's true that instant food products have been diversified but they are too expensive. The average price of these products ranges from 4,001 to 5,001, and of course rice is not included in the package. I'd rather eat at a cheap restaurant for this price. See, I'm such an instant food in a rush person that I wanted to skip over those those elements. But there you go. That'll put a wrap on uh, the instant food story. Let's get back to Pokemon Go now. Okay. Uh, it relies on this map data that Korea, for the most part, hasn't shared with mm-hmm. the company behind the game. So... As a fluke, it's available in just a couple of places. I was actually in one of the few places where it's available, Sokcho, about a week or two ago. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was mainly there to watch people chase the Pokemon around. Uh, But I did a little bit of it myself. I caught one or two. It's, It's just on fire, isn't it? Yes, it's on fire. It's sweeping. It's sweeping Korea everywhere. Mm. People are crazy, crazy about playing this game. And as you said, it's only available in limited cities mm-hmm. where this AR game is available. AR so, augmented reality. Yes, it takes the real world and projects stuff onto it. So mm-hmm, exactly. your camera from the mobile phone will take in whatever setting you're in, and there'll be a a monster there. Yep. So the cities where this game is available, they're seizing this opportunity to fully endorse and promote the tourism boom here. And one of the new places is Kanjorgot. It's a coastal park in the southeastern city of Ulsan. So mm-hmm. the new place is Ulsan now. And the game became partially operational in the area from Friday as the game officially began service in nearby Japan the same day. So Ulsan City got all busy to make most out of this opportunity. They even made a support team that administers from advertising to safety of gamers and tourists. Safety is a big issue because sometimes yeah. these these monsters will pop up in the middle of traffic. Oh no! Uh, and then- or you know other heavily crowded places where it's not necessarily safe to wander with your face down in your mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so safety is an issue. The, in um, Sokcho, we met the mayor up there. And he has t- 
taken this and run with it in a huge way. You'll see him, you know, posing next to Pokemon figures. Yeah, I heard he was and, on Facebook too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's, I, I imagine, uh, the the mayor and the city hall in Ulsan probably is taking a cue from the people in Sokcho yeah, and probably. really promoting themselves. Mm-hmm. So currently in Kandurgo, thousands of gamers from Busan, Daegu, Gyeongnam are flocking to the area to play the game. But since the area does not yet have um, public Wi-Fi, they're using their LTE data to play this game. So the Ulsan city is trying to solve this problem by supporting the team to install the Wi-Fi in this area. And they're also providing free cell phone chargers, tent and water to give convenience to the gamers. It's like a sport almost. Yes, I know. They're promoting this game as much as they can. Mm-hmm. And also the good part is that the sales of restaurants and cafes have actually doubled after this craze in this area. And with the boom of this AR game, there's a high expectation that the local economy will also vitalize, cre- creating a tourism frenzy. Okay, so mm-hmm. what are some people saying about this? Well, there's some comments about people who actually visited during the weekend. They're saying that there were too much trash and they asked for some more mature civic awareness. And they asked the city to provide more parking spaces. And also um, there were comments, sarcastic comments about the nature, the pot nature of Koreans. Pot nature. Yes, pot nature. You know how the pot, it's very easily heated. Uh, So it's a sarcastic term saying how Koreans are very quickly tempered. Koreans latch on to uh, trends very quickly. They heat up as fast as a metal pot. Mm -hmm. That's what you mean when you say the pot nature. And they cool down very quickly. Okay. Do you think this craze is going to last much longer? I think it'll last around like about two to three months, just like the honey butter chip craze that went before. Oh, honey butter chip. Everybody was pretty crazy about that Mm -hmm. uh, not too long ago. We've got just a little bit of time left, Gwen. Let's just very quickly touch upon topic number three. Uh, A lot of people are going to mountainsides to cool off and illegal restaurants are springing up. Yes, people are complaining that... Um, in the valley, because of the overpriced illegal restaurants surrounding the valley, they can't really enjoy the valley um, unless they unwillingly go to a restaurant and have to eat there. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's not much other choice because it is, you know, out in the uh, remote areas next to the mountainside, the valley, as it were, and a lot of pop-up restaurants, not necessarily well-regulated. Yes, they're privatizing the valley and Mm -hmm. the surrounding area. And what they do is they um, put a low wooden bench near their tent and ask for a ridiculous amount of money for the food. There you go. So be careful when you get out of town and try and cool off by going to the mountainside. That'll do it for today's Culture Pulse. Thank you very much, Gwen. Thank you for having me. And Koreascape returns in just a moment.